and welcome. My name's Mason, and this is Mace on Movies, and today I'm giving my thoughts on Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, which dropped over the weekend, uh, at least in American theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, here in Japan, I believe it's coming out uh, on July 27th, so we've still got a little bit more time, but I was able to check it out on HBO Max, uh, and this film was directed by Malcolm D. Lee, and stars obviously LeBron James as himself, uh, as well as Don Cheadle as Al G. Rhythm, the algorithm uh, in the film. We've also got Cedric Joe playing the son of LeBron, Dom James, uh, as well as Soniqua Martin-Green uh, as Camilla James, uh, his wife there in the film, and uh, Chris Davis as Malik. Uh, so we've got uh, a few other members of the cast, but that's kind of the, the main people that we get to see uh, in this film. Also, I have to mention uh, Sayer J. Wright uh, as Darius James, the other son that we see uh, in this film. So that, that's rounding out the main cast. And of course, we've got the Looney Tunes in here, uh, as well as many other members of the Warner Brothers IP. The vast library that they have is, is put to use in this film uh, as we find LeBron James, uh, who is... Uh, the father of two sons, one of whom uh, is good at basketball, the other one who is more interested in developing video games. Uh, and so we see kind of this journey of LeBron James um, as, you know, when he was younger, uh, he was told by his coach to throw his Game Boy away because uh, it's just a distraction from the game. And so we see a, a bias against video games uh, at the beginning of the movie as we open. Uh, and so we go on this journey where uh, LeBron has to accept um, his son and the gifting uh, and the passion that his son has and encourage that rather than what he thinks uh, his, his son uh, should be doing. So I think it's a really great father-son journey in this film. Uh, and then, you know, the, the main event of this film uh, is that as, you know, Al G. Rhythm, the algorithm for Warner Brothers, is trying to bring the next great idea he focuses in on LeBron James and the huge following that LeBron James has uh, and tries to pitch the idea of, of scanning LeBron James into their system, uh, being able to digitally insert him uh, into various films. So he's basically asking him to sign away uh, his image uh, for them to use uh, however the algorithm determines. Uh, and he, he's kind of, the algorithm is laughed away uh, by LeBron James um, and, you know, by the rest of the people at Warner Brothers as a, as a terrible idea. And so to get his revenge, the algorithm kidnaps LeBron James' son and kind of takes the, the video game that his son has been developing uh, and turning it into a match for LeBron James to uh, basically, if LeBron James wins, uh, then his son will be set free, as will everybody else who's been scanned into uh, this digital realm. Uh, but if he loses, then he and his son, um, you know, everyone is stuck there forever. So that's the basic setup of the film. Uh, but it is really just an excuse to, uh, you know, kind of promote LeBron James a little bit. You know, the, the opening of this film is basically the highlight reel of LeBron James's life, as many MVP titles uh, and NBA championships. Uh, but it's also a great family film. It's a great father-son story. And I do think, like I said, at the heart of this film, it is a father-son story. And, and it really relates to something that, you know, 
My, my wife and I have a baby on the way. We're not sure yet, boy or girl, uh, but it's on the way. Uh, we're very excited about it. And something that we talk a lot with our friends about, uh, something that we talk a lot about is nurturing the child in their specific passion and gifting and not trying to live vicariously through the kid or project our own interests onto the child, uh, but to let that kid naturally discover uh, its interests and giftings and passions uh, and not placing kind of our own expectations on them, but letting them go through a journey of discovery and encouraging them in the thing that we see they're gifted in uh, and passionate about. So I, I really kind of related to that in this film, that journey that LeBron goes on with his son of like, LeBron is very strict about basketball, but his son is telling him, I'm not interested in basketball. Like I am interested in developing video games. I wanna go to this video game camp. Uh, And so that's where we get the conflict between the two of them uh, that ultimately will or will not be resolved by the end of the film. So this is very much a family story uh, and it does include a lot of uh, involvement, like I said, from different Warner Brothers characters, especially the Looney Tunes. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing this review after it's come out, after the opening weekend, uh, and after a lot of reviews have come out. It has not fared so well in the reviews, although it did do pretty well at the box office in its opening weekend, uh, the number one family film in a, in a post- or mid-pandemic world. Hard to say that we're post-pandemic uh, in these days with, with recent events, with variants and things like that, uh, but the film has done very well. Um, and we haven't seen the HBO Max streaming numbers yet, but I'm sure that those will be uh, pretty pretty significant as well. So uh, the film's done well uh, commercially, if not critically, and the audience score is also pretty high for it. But critics have kind of bashed two main things. The first is the kind of IP dump uh, that happens during the basketball game uh, towards the end of the film, the, the climactic battle uh, between the algorithm and LeBron James for the fate of his family uh, and his following, I guess. Um, and the, the other one is the fact that this film uses kind of adult franchises and properties like Game of Thrones and Mad Max and The Matrix um, as reference points, which uh, a lot of people were like, why would you use R-rated and mature-rated uh, franchises uh, to reference in a kid's film? And I, I can understand some of that. But I think that, you know... This film, when you're making a family movie, you have to appeal to both the children and the adults. And what I think this film does really well is the humor, even though I'm an adult, I think it brought out my inner child because I was laughing a lot through the early parts of this film um, very much, especially in the stuff with the Looney Tunes. It really brought me back to, A, the first Space Jam, which involved the Looney Tunes, but also just those, those cartoons that I watched when I was a kid that were always on. It uh, really brought me back to that style of humor, which is still as funny to me now uh, as it was back then, even though it is very slapstick, it is very punny. Um, I, I'm enjoying it just as much now as I did when I was a kid. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of the humor, the slapstick humor and the jokes, I think that that is going to be a big win with the kids, as well as the visual effects of this film. It's just a very cool, very fast-paced, very exciting film. I think that it's going to be a big hit, especially with young boys, but young girls as well. Um, I think that there's a lot to love about this film, not just for people who are fans of basketball or LeBron James, um, but it's just a great kind of wholesome 
family movie. It does reference some adult franchise, and that and that's where the second part comes in. Is like this needs to appeal to the children, but it also needs to give the parents something to hold on to because a lot of family films don't give the parents enough to hold on to, and they're just kind of being dragged through this film that their kids really enjoy and their kids are going to play on repeat, but they don't necessarily want to see on 24 hours a day. However, I think the clever thing that they did with this film is that they don't go dark with the reference points that they make, but they make clear references. They insert LeBron James and the Looney Tunes characters into various film franchises not just to say, oh, we're WB, look how awesome we are, um, but it helps the adults kind of be, oh, I know that that's super funny. For example, to give one away, I guess spoiler word, but Foghorn Leghorn uh, as Daenerys saying, whoop, 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 winter's coming. Like, I think that it was just, it was just, uh, it, it was super funny. Um, and I think that little things like that throughout the film were funny for me as an adult, knowing those franchises. Uh, I think that adults watching this with their children are going to have a really good time. So it didn't bother me at all because I am one of those adults that is going to need something to hold on to in the future when I watch this with my child if they're interested in it. So uh, I think that, that was a great balance. However, I will admit that as we get further into the film, when we get towards the basketball game, there is a huge crowd of Warner Brothers IP characters. Um, and I thought that that was where it went a little bit off the rails. Um, but it wasn't like so offensive to me that it caused me to hate the movie. Um, I just thought it was a little bit weird that we've got, you know, we've had so much fun inserting these characters into different Warner Brothers franchises, especially stuff like Batman the Animated Series with the animated series music coming in. That was super fun. You know, we're going through Atlantis, we're going through uh, we're going through Hogwarts, we're going through Casablanca, uh, we're going through Mad Max. Like, we're having a lot of fun. I think that all of that worked really well comedically, um, and I think that that was a lot of fun. However, like I said, when we get to the basketball game, I actually thought the basketball game was the least well-executed part of this film, and when it should be the main event, that can feel like a little bit of a letdown. And the crowd actually became a little bit distracting because they're doing the same like fist pump and cheering the entire time. Like there's not a lot of dynamics <laughs> with the crowd. And you've got these people that kind of look like they're in like spirit Halloween uh, store kind of costumes or party city costumes. Like they were just kind of, they threw all these characters together. And that's where I felt like, oh, that was a little bit cheap. Uh, it's not great. Like I get that they're supporting the goon squad. So you've got all the villains and all the bad guys from all these different properties. Uh, you know, I get having them on the sidelines. Um, but I just thought that, you know, obviously they've got these digital designs left over from ready player one. It's like, Oh, let's use these again, uh, with certain things like the iron giant and King Kong. Um, so I get like recycling it, but I also think that it was a little bit this film is very like tongue in cheek. I think it is very much kind of taking shots at itself because the whole movie is kind of stabbing at the way that studios now use algorithms and use their IP um, to try and manipulate people into spending more money by going back to the same well over and over and over again. And so I think by dumping all of their IP into this scene, they're kind of like I think in being intentionally ridiculous, intentionally over the top with the IP. I don't think they're trying to say like, oh, look at us. We're Warner Brothers. We're amazing. Remember all this stuff that you love. 
Uh, I think that they are like, you know, they're pointing at it like the algorithm wants to take IP and take LeBron's image and use it. Um, and this film is very like anti-algorithm. It's very like, even though it uses the IP, I think it does it in a laughing way. So all of the stuff that people were complaining about, I just didn't have a problem with. Um, but like I said, I think that the main event, the basketball game, was maybe the least interesting part of the film for me because you kind of, at that point, you know where it's going. You know what's going to happen. There were some really cool things, some funny comments uh, with with uh, the way that uh, Anthony Davis, AD, comes in, like very famous for his um, his eyebrows. And the fact that they called him the brow and the character design of LeBron's like, how are you going to do my boy AD like that? Like, I just thought that, that was a really funny comment. And, you know, at this point in AD's career, it is a choice. You know what I mean? Like, he's got the money. He could deal with it. I think he's owned it. And good for him. Uh, he is the brow. So I think the other thing that was really cool in this film was Dame Time. Like, when that comes in, uh, I think that we, we definitely saw Dame Time uh, in the NBA playoffs this year. Uh, but to get the way that they use Dame Time in kind of a literal sense in this film, I thought that that was really cool. So there were cool moments in the final game. But I think that overall, it wasn't as interesting to me as the earlier part of the film with the funny stuff like at the WB offices, laughing about how terrible this idea is. I think Don Cheadle's having a great time uh, as the villain of this film. Uh, there is a celebrity cameo that I won't spoil, but they make a great joke out of it. Uh, so I thought that that was a lot of fun. Like they do a lot of things really well in this film. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Looney Tunes humor. I enjoyed the wild and crazy stuff they do with their different IP leading up to the game. Not so much a big fan of the huge crowd shot, but it's such a small part of the film. Like I don't, I don't understand why you would get angry about that. So I think that uh, as a family movie, this film succeeds. I would watch it again. I would watch it with my kids. I think kids are going to have a blast with it. I think there's plenty for parents to enjoy. Uh, so I would highly recommend uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, just just knowing it for what it is. Like, go in with the right expectation. And I guess that's the last part of my frustration is, like, the way that adults, like 40, 50-year-old men will write a review tearing apart a kid's film. I'm just like, it's a kid's film. Like, I know that not, you know, we've got, we're spoiled by Pixar and Disney Animation uh, and some of the stuff that DreamWorks has done. Like, you know, we, we've been spoiled by great animation, uh, Leica and like, you know, stop motion, all the stuff that they've done. Like, we get spoiled by great animated stories uh, and Disney films. But not everything's going to be Disney. And I think that you've got to leave room. Like, I'm not giving them an out. Like, I think if you're going to make the effort to do a film, do it well. But I think that this film knows what it is. Um, and I think that it executes what it is very well. So, um, you know, the last thing I'll say, I mentioned on Twitter a lot, but it's like, you know, people get mad when Warner Brothers references all their different IP in this film. But when Disney references all its IP, in Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph breaks the internet, he goes in and there's Star Wars and Marvel and the Disney princesses and Pixar and all that stuff gets referenced. I was like, oh, it's so amazing. But when Warner Brother does it, we're upset. So I just think that's a little bit, there's a little bit of hypocrisy happening because, uh, you know, we love it and other stuff, uh, but we see it as like a cynical cash grab uh, in this film. And I think that's a little bit unfair. So I have to call that out and say that I think that this film knows what it is. Uh, it does its job well. 
and I enjoyed it very much. So if you like LeBron James, if you like the Looney Tunes humor, if you're a fan of the first Space Jam, I think that LeBron James's acting is definitely superior to Michael Jordan's acting. So that's one thing in its favor, obviously, and the effects uh, have gotten so much better. So I think there's plenty to like. Check it out. Those are my thoughts on Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, that's going to wrap up my review. I'm not going to jump into, into spoilers for how it all turns out um, or that big cameo. So uh, you can see it for yourselves and let me know what you think. If you have seen it, you can let me know on Twitter and Instagram at MaceOnMovies. Uh, you can also you know subscribe, leave a rating, share this with your friends and family, check out the other stuff on the podcast feed. All that good stuff would be greatly appreciated. But thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this review and this episode. I hope that wherever you are, you are well, physically and mentally, taking care of yourself. And let's remember to be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.